when I did a little bit of research on tantrums, um, I mean, they, they always say that they are basically the big feelings that, you know, our children don't know how to navigate and they're just trying to learn to self-regulate. And so, um, you know, the, the advice around that was sort of to stay calm, to sort of acknowledge those feelings and wait out the tantrum. You'll love this, Liv. When I put this to our audience, this is these are some of the responses I got. Vodka, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Wine, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> no, but then there was a lot of, look, you know, telling her how, telling her or him it's okay to be upset and, you know, I'll be sitting here and I'm, you know, for, for a cuddle when she's ready or, you know, just trying to stay calm. There was a lot of, you know, ignore and walk away, which is kind of my tactic. Hello and welcome to Parenthood, conversations about life after kids. I'm your host, Leonia Kidanor, and every fortnight I will bring you discussions about the real and raw realities of parenting, life behind the Instagram filter. Join us as we laugh, cry and bond over the organised chaos that is parenthood. Real talk. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the pod, our real talk segment. I'm Leonie. This might take a bit of practice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the pod, our real talk segment. I'm Leonie. And I'm Liv. First of all, kicking off this convo, I need to congratulate you on going on your first run since, well, it wasn't the first run since Harry's been born? Yeah, it was actually. And God, it felt good. And do you know what? Stone, yeah. I went for a run this morning. Stop it. Who am I? I've changed. (laughs) So I'm now two runs under my belt and I feel much better for it. So thank you, Parenthood Pod and the support (laughs) team. My team at work and we're doing a a -a walkathon type thing too. So I had, you know, forced me to move. So all of those things combined. No more excuses. So it's a yeah. it's amazing when people hold you accountable, isn't it? Like I feel like you know when we say something on the pod, or I say something to you, or other someone, you know, other people, but mainly on the pod. Actually, I feel like I have to follow through. Like as in, it's like okay, I've committed. Let's just keep this thing going. You know? Yeah, yeah. That is that's me in life anyway. With everything, yes. I have to. If there's something particularly that I'm putting off, yeah, I have to mm. tell somebody. I used to do it in one of my earlier yes. jobs around business development because I hated it. So I would send Mm. the list of 10 clients to my boss and say, I will call these 10 people by the end of the week. Mm. And that was the only way I would get it done. So now I just do that for a run. Yes, I love that. And for everyone listening, if you feel like you need to be held accountable, honestly, whack something up on your Instagram, tag us in it and say, look, my mission now is to go for two runs this week or whatever at Parenthood Pod and like we'll be behind you. Like, you know, I think there is so much power in that accountability piece. Um, any other self-care encounters this week, Liv? Uh, do you know what? I just had a completely different outlook on living this week. Mm-hmm. People at work were really flat, like it's just really hit all of a sudden. So I decided to take it upon myself to step into the role that I am uh, probably well known for of morale booster. So (laughs) I uh, really tried to lift everyone's spirits, probably just by saying, come on, we've got to do the mindset shift. Like if we just all keep sitting here wallowing, 
then nothing's going to get better. Like nothing might, you know, if I was going to get a tattoo, my tattoo would say nothing is going to change unless you change something. So that is kind of the inspiration I tried to show my leadership group this week. Mm. Most of them just rolled their eyes at me and went, live just not now. (laughs) I'm exhausted from homeschooling and um, maintaining a practice and looking after my team, Mm. but good try. Um, But that's helped me. Like I sit here today a week Mm. after that. Yeah, I was depleted on Thursday and I poured a whole bottle of wine into my glass but I was <laughs> I was fine again on Friday and you know today yeah. the sun's shining and I'm just trying to not find things to be negative about because it's so easy mm. to be it's easier to be negative I think so I agree yeah I'm just trying to have yeah a bit of a spring in my step and trying other things to laugh about and yeah be positive about do you know you? what? It's so funny. It's literally the same as me. And do you know what it is? I think last Saturday, yeah, we was, you know, certainly in shock. We um recorded our episode on childcare closing last Saturday and um Sorry, which went live last week. <laughs> And, um, yeah, and obviously this will come out in a couple of weeks' time, so there'll be a bit of a gap in between. But, look, at the time, um, yeah, we were in shock and I was certainly very low. And similarly, I've sort of just changed gears um, uh, this week and sort of gone, you know what, we don't know how long we're going to be in lockdown for and let's just pretend that we're going to be in it for a little while because I think what shocked me with lockdown 6.0, it was just how unexpected it was and how I had all my plans for that weekend organized and ready Mm. to go. I started gearing myself up and getting all enthusiastic and then nothing panned out. So I thought to myself this week, all right, so let's assume we're in this for, for a little while. And so what are the things you can control? And for me, I know that if I feel physically well, then my mental, you know, health will sort of follow that path. So, you know, little things that I did this week, like, you know, I bought dark chocolate instead of milk chocolate or like, you know, cause I'm like, Living. dark chocolate's a little bit healthier, like <laughs> literally living on the edge, you know, or like, and then I felt better about myself for that. Or, yeah. you know, it, like on the alcohol front, I didn't have, you know, when I wanted to have a, open a bottle of wine, I went, you know what, I'm just going to have a, I'm going to have my dinner and then gonna, I'm going to have a little nip of whiskey at the end, you know, as a bit of a nightcap instead. And so, sort of just being a little bit more mindful about my choices and um, certainly sort of trying to keep up that physical activity as well. And Mm. it's amazing that just those little shifts and they literally seem like absolutely nothing, but, you Mm. know, put together, it really does sort of help shift your mindset. Um, But one of the the things that I have to say, the most exciting thing that happened to me this week was my Victoria's Secret parcel, my delivery arrived. (laughs) I have been wanting to buy some new lingerie in so long and since having kids for like literally I don't know I was pregnant the first time four years ago right so since then I felt the most unsexy version of myself there ever was um but more recently I'm like you know what I'm getting into my physical exercise I'm feeling myself a little bit more I'm gonna get some new like lingerie you know and just kind of like you know those little things again that you just get so excited about yeah I feel like confident like you know yeah exactly own personal confidence self-care as you said I might have to do the same. I'll report back next day. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, if I buy this slinky lingerie, then I need to be like physically looking good to fit in it. So it's kind of like my little motivation. <laughs> to, I've got a bit of work to maintain. To I've still got the mum tire. So I'll, oh, I'll uh, do you know just what? Uh, work on that a little bit and then uh, we'll see how the slinky lingerie goes. I, 
Do you know what, though? Like, I think we all certainly have that and, you know, all of that. But, you know, with time, oh, yeah. it is really fun to kind of start feeling like you're progressing into your pre-baby self. And it does take time. I mean, your little one's um, younger, than, much younger than little Charlie. So, and really, I feel like I only shifted gears about two months ago and I was like, right, it's going to be physical exercise. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, but yeah, so anyway, just tips of the trade. I don't know, have you sort of shifted anything in, in helping your mental health this week? It, it was as simple as the run, right? That's the first thing I've mm. really done for myself because let's face it, the only thing I've probably done for myself is go to the supermarket and go to the shop next door to the supermarket, right? Yes. And that's not even for myself. So, mm. yeah, it was nice to just carve out that time. And I think the lesson that I've learned is I was procrastinating or putting it off because I didn't think I could find long enough to go for a run. So in my head I was yeah. like, well, I need at least an hour to go for a run. Uh, mm. I can tell you that my run was probably less than 20 minutes. So yeah, I only need yeah, yeah. 20 minutes. It's, yeah. it's very, mm-hmm. it's much easier to find 20 minutes in an hour. So I've started, yes. right? So, yeah. yeah, that's definitely been the shifter. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I love I'm that. feeling very positive about all that and want to do more. So, yeah. Yeah, Oops, awesome. Well, we'll case. be here holding you accountable, girl. Thanks, girl. Got it. <laughs> um, so today's topic, we're talking all about toddler behavior and whether your toddler does this too. So we've got a few items that we want to hit. And I guess first and foremost, I want to thank everyone who wrote in their uh, answers to our questions that we put up on Instagram and our polls. Um, we had a decent contingent again of a couple of hundred people who contributed. So look, first of all, just thank you so much for taking the time and wanting to sort of get around this and be part of it. It means so much to us. Um, so I guess one of my first questions was around, uh, is your toddler a mini version of you? Uh, and 68% said yes. And it's funny because it's either going to be likely your your partner's, you know, um, personality or your own. I think Liv and I, we've both said that our first, um, my little Noah is certainly a little version of myself. And, and Liv, t- talk to us a little bit about the personalities of your two little ones. Uh, Tommy is all me. Just, yeah, can't get over it. Harry, you know, being seven months old, I'm still watching him develop and, you know, it's very hard to tell, I think, when they're still so little. But as Tommy gets older, I look at him and go... That mannerism or what you just said, that that's me. I mean, you even look like me. Like this is just yeah. you're the little boy version, um, mm. which is super, super cute. And actually I've been doing mm. a bit of reading on um, personalities. You've heard of Maggie Dent. I think you and I have spoken about Maggie Dent yes. before. She's like yes. the boy mum guru. We have to get her on the yes. pod. Maggie, if you're listening, I'm your number one fan. <laughs> all boy mum things with us, please. Um, (laughs) But she's just so fantastic. You know, she covers everything from personality to different milestones and events in particularly little boys' lives. I don't know if she's got any girls' books. I think she's a mum of boys, so she's written a book called Mothering Our Boys and really focuses particularly on the mother's relationship with a son. Anyway, she talks about lambs and roosters do you remember listening to that podcast I think she's got a few um out okay. there I don't think I've heard that one yeah it's it's really fascinating when you start reading about lamb tendencies and rooster tendencies um that things start to kind of make sense about behavior too so Tommy's a lamb so whilst he 
um, is independent like me and likes to do things himself like me. He's a really mild-mannered, incredibly sensitive uh, little boy. You know, he hates loud noises, hates parties. So in that way, he's certainly not like his mum. <laughs> Definitely more like his dad. Um, whereas Roosters, yeah, love the independence, um, hate sharing, always want to go first. They love adventure. They love challenge. They love change. They love throwing tantrums um, in public spaces, mm. which I find particularly interesting because they mm. love an audience. So that <laughs> might give a few mums a bit of insight going, I know which my, which one my child is. Mm. So, yeah, it's interesting once you start to think through some of the descriptions and then she starts talking about how you mother them. So that might be a whole nother pod episode down the track. Mm. Um so I can see, yeah, the way that, yeah, the boys' personalities are developing and what I need to do to kind of coach them through life. Harry is absolutely mm. going to be a rooster. He's the party boy, craves <laughs> energy. I can see that he gets his energy from other people. He just mm. constantly needs to be entertained, whereas Tommy wasn't like that. Tommy was quite happy to sit there and bang his blocks and sit in, you know, the bouncer for an hour. Harry won't sit in the bouncer mm. for a minute. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fascinating how they all, yeah, start to develop and what I'm learning about them. What about your it's little so lads? Cool They're very well. different, you said. Yeah, and just on the point on Maggie, Dan, it's really interesting, isn't it, when you do that little bit of research and get better understand that, okay, yes, your our little people are certainly unique, but, you know, they may fall into different categories. And, yeah, how do we best navigate that? How do we best parent um, based on those, you know, general um, behaviours that they have? So mm. I think that's really cool mm. and certainly something I think we should explore, live um, moving forward in some future episodes as well. Um, Noah, I was just trying to think as you was talking around which one he would be. I think he's a rooster. So he knows what he wants. He's certainly me, right? So mm. he knows what mm. he wants. Like, you know, where he's in the pram or walking down the street with me, he's waving to everyone. He's trying to get everyone's attention. He's, you know, is certainly that extrovert. Um, but yeah, and Charlie, look at what is he now, 14 months old, um, he is probably, I'm still working him, him out too, but there's certain little quirks that just mm. crack me up. So, for example, mm. Charlie loves a mess, right? So you'll give him hummus on a cr- cracker and he'll put it on his on his face and his hair and he's licking his fingers and anyone who comes near him, he's like trying to smother them with stuff. And whereas Noah is like, Ew, yuck, like neat freak, like literally to the point where it like just earlier today, he's like, mum, dirt on the floor. I'm like, oh yeah, there's a bit of dirt. That's okay. No, he's like, that is that yuck, yuck. He goes over, gets a wet wipe, pulls one out, walks over to the floor, starts wiping it. He's like, mum, it's yucky. And he like starts wiping. I'm like, oh my God, he's so my child. I do like a clean house. You you are describing Tom too. Like he's exactly the same to the point where I've actually been starting to worry about it. Because he just hates being dirty. So, like any speck mm. of mud, dirt, anything, yeah. he has mm. to wash his hands almost mm. instantaneously or will have a breakdown. So I was saying to Mark the other day, we just need to go out and find some muddy puddles and all cover ourselves yes. in mud to show him yeah. that it's completely okay because it's yeah. starting to become a little bit extreme, I think. Is that right? <laughs> Another yeah, phase. I know. Well, 
Mm, it's hard to know, isn't it? Like, you know, hopefully face, because it's interesting, like with two siblings, completely different, same yeah. level of parents, same parents and everything, yeah. how they can be just so different. Yeah. Um, even the fact that like Noah's terrified of the cat, whereas Charlie's got a love affair with the cat. Like, yeah. like Charlie's like going in for kisses and Noah's like, eh, Lily, go away. Like, isn't it fascinating? Yeah, the different personalities. Mm. Um, and then I think like just back to the crazy mess I won you know you and I both clean freaks right Mm. so I'm thinking god have I been cleaning his hands all the time and you know he's now wanting to be clean because I've been like oh let's all right you've just finished let's clean now or there's some paint let's clean that off that I haven't allowed him to be comfortable with mess and that's actually something mum um suggested that I just stop cleaning as much as I clean Mm. uh, because I like having a clean house and I like my kids to be clean so yeah, you know, we talk about about just kind of stopping and pausing in some of these pods, but that's something I'm going to try and do too, to just live in a slightly chaotic, messy environment and stop, mm. yeah, cleaning as much as I clean. <laughs> and you know what? Even the fact that it's COVID and, like, I know even in daycare, it's yeah. like, you know, they're always washing their hands and all of yeah. this and, you know, same with us at home. And so you've got to wonder as well, their environment would certainly have to play a part in in mm. all of that. Um, one of the other things I put out there was around funny habits of our children. Um, one of Charlie's uh, habits at the moment is putting everything in the bin or or in the washing machine if he's upstairs in the washing machine. And um, and I actually put a question out on Instagram and I said, Does, do any of your toddlers do that? And 45% of people came back saying, yes, the bin and the washing machine alone. are the two favourite spots. This is why we wanted to do this podcast. We just didn't want to feel alone <laughs> in the weird things that our children do so we can all so have a support group together. <laughs> Tommy also, his new funny habit, if we're really going funny, is describing Mm -hmm. his poo. He's just, he's a boy, right, like full boy, talks about poo, farts. So every poo he has to give a full description to every member of our household, Uh, (laughs) which I just What's that? What does that sound like? Oh, do you really want the detail? Uh, big one, <laughs> give it, give it's it a rock, me. it's an elephant poo. So you often hear, hey, I did an elephant poo. What is an elephant poo? I do not know. But, hey, gives us oh lots of God. chuckles. And that's actually back to my oh, guru, Maggie God. Dent. She talks about that being a really important thing to, particularly for mm-hmm. mums, to really have that fascination with, yeah, toilet habits and farting and laughing about it and having a really healthy dialogue mm-hmm. around it. So, Tick that box. That's alive and well in our in our house. Yeah, wow. For sure. How interesting. Do your kids reach for their bums as soon as you take off their nappy? Do they like try to like you know touch everything under there? Or Tommy is that has just my kids started that. So yeah, yeah. I have definitely seen yeah. that uh, happen a little mm. bit more. And wanting yeah, even if he's. Yeah, if there's something in his nappy, I think he's quite keen to touch it and feel it, and she's yeah. then awkward yeah. for him because he doesn't like to be messy. <laughs> I've got a funny story about that, but that, that can be another day. Uh, what about oh, you? Oh, no, I want to hear it. Is this a good okay. funny story? Okay. Oh Tiff, Tiff Georgiani, shout out to you. This is, and <laughs> apologies to your mother in law who this story is about, and Nadia, your yeah. mum. So. Uh, Nadia's little boy, 
was at the shops with his grandma and he did a little poo-poo in his nappy and he was going through this similar thing where he liked to put his hand down his nappy. But I don't think yeah. uh, grandma had learned this. So when the little boy put the hand in front of grandma's nose, grandma thought it was chocolate only to find that it was oh, actually no. something else. <laughs> And, look, that's not ideal when you're a grandma and don't usually have hand wipes in your handbag like most mums do. So She's uh, like racing to aisle eight for the hand wipes to just rip them open. (laughs) I just think about that, so I made sure to tell mum that story. Don't ever mistake uh, poo-poo for chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. Talking about the supermarket, when we put it out to our audience around some funny habits of their toddlers, a lot happened in the supermarket. And so, for example, um, one of them was getting naked in the supermarket. Loves it. Like, do you know what, Liv? I used to love that too. That's a rooster right there. Loves an audience. (laughs) There is a rooster. You have a rooster? Read up. 100%. For me, as soon as she put me in the, the little seat in the trolley, it's like shoes are coming off, ready yeah. to pull my top off. Like, isn't it? And it was only ever in the trolley at the supermarket. Isn't that um, we had someone, isn't it? We had someone else um, mention that their kids sings at the top of their lungs as soon as they hit the supermarket. It's like their little, you know, their stage to just, and loves that everyone's watching as they sing like Baba Black Sheep at the oh, top of wow. their lungs. So bless their little soul. Um, but yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? At certain places when kids do certain things. With Noah, he insists on having an apple as soon as we get into Woolies. It's like apple time. I yeah. want an apple. I want an apple. But then, like, I buy, so I buy him a bag of apples the other day. I'm like, oh, he really likes apples. He won't eat them at home. He only wants them at Woolies. Like, no, 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 yuck, mum. I don't like apples as soon as we walk into Woolies. Mum, apple, please, apple, please. Like, how is that? Interesting? Just probably because it's part, it's become part of a routine. It's a routine when you go to the supermarket, totally. but not something at home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, fa- like, any routines on your end that you sort of go, really? Uh, it's, talking about the apple, Tommy has to have an apple every time we exit childcare. So childcare have this beautiful bowl of apples at their entry and exit. So he has to grab one. Uh, he is a bit OCD, my boy. So yes, we have to do. Yeah, we have to do a lot of repetition in terms of how we enter buildings, how we exit buildings. We have to take the lift, not the stairs. We have to grab an apple. We'll only take one bite of the apple and then we throw it away. Like just silly stuff like that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Yeah, has to pull out the chair a certain way. Mum can't pull it out. It has to be has to be done that way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, no, he he very much likes things done a certain way, that's for sure. Oh, it's so interesting. That makes me feel better about my my um, situation with Noah because he's the same. It's certain certain places we do certain things. If we're going to certain parks, we have to take the same route. And if we don't take the same route, which I'm trying to change it up now because I'm like, yeah. this is weird. Why are you freaking out that we're going down a different road to get to the same park? Yeah. It's just, yeah, bizarre. But maybe it's part of their development. I've got to speak to Maggie about this one. Yeah. 
that. We need Maggie. Maggie, help us out. Help us out. Help us out. We need you. <laughs> we, um, one of the questions I put to the audience was around whether your toddler loves to watch the same show or read the same book over and over again. And 87% of people said that is the case. You're, you're noticing that too, aren't you, with Tom? I was gonna, uh, So I was wondering if that 80% have watched a show called Blippy. If you are not oh, part of that 80%, yes. please make sure you <laughs> never put that on in your house because you will never escape it. Our TV has been broken for three weeks now uh, so that I never have to watch another episode of Blippi because I couldn't get Tom away. Like he will quite happily just watch a couple episodes of Fireman Sam and be like, yep, no worries, I'll go play outside now. He, there was one point a few weekends ago and it was probably wet weather so we couldn't do as much. I think mm. we're about three hours into watching Blippi and I could not get him away from it. And I was also, <laughs> I became worried because I was also starting to watch him just, yeah, not engage. His mood changed. Like mm. he became a really different person. Blippi is really? actually not a bad, bad show. It's educational. Yeah, I like show. it. It's educational. Yeah, I mean, he's a bit yeah. annoying, the guy. Do you know he's worth something yeah. like $40 million? <gasps> We need, okay, let's just ditch the pod and start a YouTube (laughs) kids show. We'll be millionaires. (laughs) Anyway, so side note. Jules and I had always wondered that. We're like, this guy would be raking it in, like 100%. Look at how many downloads he's had. Just huge amount for a, you know, do-it-yourself guy going around to play centres, filming yourself, picking up random balls and sitting in trucks. Anyway, yes. So, Whoopi, interesting. Yeah, Tom, I think given his personality and what I'm finding out about him is, yeah, certainly became a little bit too obsessive with that. So I'm just trying Mm -hmm. to uh, manage that a little bit more. That is very funny. Talking about obsessive, last um, episode you mentioned that Tom ha- has an obsession with jeans. Talk to me about that oh, little obsession. God. Well, I did own two pairs of jeans for Tom. I now own five pairs of jeans uh, because Tommy will only wear clothes with pockets. And someone said to me <laughs> a month ago, it'll pass. Well, I'm now a month yeah. in. I might even be more than a month in and I'm starting to go, I've got big problems here because 80% <laughs> of his clothes don't have pockets and the pockets has now extended to tops. So his hoodie, oh so, yeah, his jumpers God. must have a hood and must have a front pocket and he will oh not – He it actually, and this morning his T-shirt that I put him in had to have a pocket. So. <laughs> Maggie, call me. Um, help me with this pocket thing. I've done, I've done a little bit of research on this yeah. because, again, yeah. you know, we start to think, is it something more? Is there something I need yeah. to be doing? Do I need to be speaking yeah. to somebody? Uh, and yeah. all of my research so far is that clothing, and I know most of us, I don't know if you asked this question, who battles, you know, getting their kids dressed in yes, the morning, I right? Did. We asked yep. So what was the percentage? A hundred? Sixty percent. I thought oh, it would be a hundred too. Only sixty. Ah, okay. So well, some at least people we're running together have on unicorns. That one. <laughs> yeah. Um but funnily enough, well maybe for the other forty percent it's not a battle for mm. them and I'd be interested in this, mm. which is the research was showing that clothing is just something that isn't a battle you should fight. Just let that one through to the keeper. Kids, it's the easiest way for them to show independence 
and it's mm. something that they can have more control over and they know they can have more control over it because it's something mm. when they're younger that we tend to start saying, do you want to wear the purple one or the red one? Um, mm. And they start, yeah, familiarising themselves with things that they like and when they like something, of course, they want to keep wearing that. So mm. it's just that uh, my son likes pockets. So if there's any mm. other mum that has a son or daughter who loves pockets, Call me. We need to talk. I need a support group because not many clothing companies make clothes, particularly jumpers, uh, with pockets. So oh maybe that's going to be my new that business stream that I can make $40 million dollars in. Who knows? So, yeah, yeah, he is, is completely obsessed with that. So yeah, tell me, what is his, like, if you don't give him the pockets, right, with the, the clothing, uh, do, what do his tantrums look like? What, how does he tantrum? Um, just huge emotion, huge outburst of emotion, a lot of tears, really works himself up so that he is completely red in the face. He'll probably throw himself on the ground. He will scream. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He will hold on to his pyjamas if I haven't got him changed yet, as in you can't take these pyjamas yeah. off me, Mum. Like, don't yes. you even dare. Um, yes. <laughs> very emotional. Very, very, very emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Have that you had that similar outburst in your house? Uh, do you know what? Like, it, you know, every every other day, no, every day, sorry. I mean, honestly, like, and I feel like Noah's tantrums are getting worse with age. And I actually asked this to our audience whether, I'm, am I alone in this? And um, 70% of people said that, yes, with age, i.e., you know, from yeah. one years old to two years old or whatever, which is what we've experienced, yeah. um, you know, our boys are two. Um, yeah, certainly worse to the point where it's, I'm um, thinking, what must the neighbours think? Like, <laughs> as in, like, it sounds like I'm like the way he's reacting it's yeah. as though he's being tortured like I'm like honey like yeah. for example you know and we can talk about this as well because I'm I feel like that's also one that's kept quite quietly mm. um, behind closed doors as to how you best sort of navigate the discipline front but certainly if I for example put him I do time out so I put him on the top step and he has time out mm. he will scream bloody murder throw himself on the floor like just hysterical hysterical until I literally, I get to a point where I ignore and then I, he just walks down from the stairs and, mm. and, you know, and I just ignore him. Cause I'm like, you know what, if I put you back on the step, you're just going to literally, the neighbors are going to think that something serious is happening mm. in our household. Like it's that bad. And now Charlie, Charlie, a little baby Charlie, who was just such a delight as a baby. And now he, that he's a little bit older, he's doing the whole arching the head back. So I've had lots of incidents where he's just like thrown his head back oh, and whacked it into things he always seems to have a little graze on his head because he just throws his body around and I just sit there and similarly I'm just like I can't handle these emotions um is Charlie learning from Noah do you think I'd be interested in that because that's yet to come for me like does does Charlie see Noah do something and then think okay I'm gonna do that when I don't get my way potentially potentially um 
Yeah, yeah, but mm. he's a worse. Like no one never did the throwing the head back. When I did a little bit of research on tantrums, um, I mean they they always say that they are basically the big feelings mm. that you know our children don't know how to navigate, and they're just trying to learn to self regulate. And so, um, you know, the, the advice around that was sort of to stay calm, to sort of acknowledge those <laughs> stay feelings. calm, mum, stay <laughs> calm, lol, lol. <laughs> Easier said than done. Acknowledge Totally, totally. Uh, This is Raising Children Network. uh, Um, Acknowledge the strong feelings and wait out the tantrum. You'll love this, Liv. When I put this to our audience, this is these are some of the responses I got. Vodka, dot dot dot. (laughs) (laughs) Wine, dot dot dot. (laughs) No, but then there was a lot of look. You know, telling her, telling her or him, it's okay to be upset. Mm. And you know, I'll be sitting here and I'm, you know, for for a cuddle when she's Mm. ready, or you know, just trying to stay calm there was a lot of you know ignore and walk away which is kind of my tactic yeah one person actually said um the big little feelings instagram page so again we might have to have chats with them too Liv. yeah <laughs> they um have taught her everything she knows around how to navigate these okay. big emotions Great so tip. that's one to check out for Great our tip. audience haven't um, got that one big little feelings yeah um and but for me i find when they're in the throes of a tantrum there's no point me saying oh darling you'll be he's not yeah. hearing me so yeah. i sit there going well okay you just do you mate and you come to me when you're ready i don't know like yeah. how do you approach tantrum um so a tantrum so if we're already past the point of I don't think I can yeah. just I can stop this I try and distract yeah. so I just try and change his focus to something else completely and this is Tommy we yeah, Harry certainly hasn't got into that just yet I found that yeah. the best technique uh, yeah. to stop it so whether that's look at the birdie outside or we're going to go to the park later or how about we read this book or I'll put Fine and Sam yes. on just changing yes. the record in his head is has certainly been uh, the most successful thing uh, if he's been naughty and I'm discipline him we have a little chair in his bedroom that he knows that he has to go and sit on uh, mm. and back to the Maggie Dent personality I'm lucky a lamb mum the sensitive mild-mannered child Tommy gets crushed like if he knows that he's done something wrong and he goes to that chair he's mortified in himself he really goes into himself um he'll sob and be sad rather than Mm. throw himself on the ground and be angry so I'm trying not to leave him too long in that space I'll then go in and sit next to him and say you can't hit mummy makes mummy sad apologize to mummy you know or same thing for Harry or whoever he's hit hit because that's the yeah. behavior in our house at the moment we're trying to stop he just yeah. lashes out and waxes yeah <laughs> yeah yep. sounds relatable I, yep. I think most little kids go through a period of but you remember me you know you described Charlie kind of really arching his back and throwing himself around mm. you remember me telling you about Tommy hitting his head on the wall um he used to do that probably well, about a similar then? age to Charlie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, he was the same. These massive outbursts of frustration and anger and emotion, mm-hmm. and he would whack his head on the wall or the ground, and it was terrifying to watch. Mm-hmm. And I definitely thought there was something wrong with my child when he was doing that. But he, yeah, mm-hmm. really grew out of that probably by the time I'd say he's 18 months old. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they just express their emotion and their feelings in many different ways. Uh, do you know what? What was interesting was one of our previous episodes, it was 
a child psychologist, uh, Juliet. Yeah, Juliet Moran. Yeah. I, and I'd said to her, yeah, about the hitting your head against the wall, is that normal? And she's like, do you know what? It's so common in toddlers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, certainly not alone in, in that. But, I mean, how terrifying. I fortunately haven't experienced that to date. But, um, yeah, it, it, yeah, terrifying. So I'm curious, when you put Tommy in time out to sit on the chair, he stays there? Yeah. He doesn't move? He stays wow. there. He lucky. stays there. That's really lucky. At the moment, yeah. at the moment. And, you know, when we put him on the chair, we say, you can't move until mummy and daddy come back. Certainly there have been instances where he have, he has moved, but yeah. we only use the chair. We don't use it all the time. We use the chair when it's really, really bad, like hitting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or we threaten the chair um, if he's just yeah. being silly and not eating his dinner or throwing it or um yelling or just being a toddler um so whether that's changed anything who knows stay tuned i'll keep you updated with the yeah the chair (laughs) that's interesting yeah similar to us i think you know a lot of the time they say you pick your battles so similarly because if you're doing it too often like if i'm doing time out too often then it's basically if you do it too often the novelty of that activity then wears off and you're like oh who cares like i'll go sit on the chair it's not even a big deal anymore so you kind of want to (laughs) I can't send him to his bedroom because all his books there are there and he loves reading. So he's very happy to be sent to his bedroom. <laughs> he's like, yeah, cool, Mum, I'll just go read my books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh, um, one thing that has been driving me mad, in particular this week, is um, the food. Also on the food front, and you sort of um, yes. alluded to that earlier. But it's oh, I just get so frustrated, particularly at dinner time, around how like when you put food in front of them that, you know, you've been slaving over or whatever and, you know, we hate to waste food as well and they they just kind of look at it and turn their nose up and they're just like, yeah, no, no not eating. Mm. And and it's been going on for for us for a while in that, you know, Noah was such a fantastic eater, probably up until the age of maybe one or even 18 months. And then it would eat anything. And we're like, oh, how fortunate are we? Oh, it'd be so hard to have a fussy eater. And now that we've got the fussy eater, now that he's, you know, nearly three, I just sit there going, how is everyone dealing with this? Mm. And I actually put it out to our audience. Um, Literally, though, honestly, and it's we're not alone in this. Yeah. So, um, from our audience, everyone responded. There was um, when I asked the question, "Does your toddler prefer snacks over meals?" Ninety percent said yes. Mm. Um, do you feel like a hostage negotiator at dinner time? Eighty mm. percent of people said yes. And um, oh, this was an interesting one because I actually wondered: Are people giving their kids multiple meals just mm. to get them to eat? Like, what is happening behind mm. closed doors? I need to know. Mm. Seven. 70% of people said that they would offer another meal mm. if their child doesn't eat the one in front of them, which is just interesting. I mean, not to say that there's a right or what, wrong way to do it, but it was more just sort of out of interest. Um, and I, I, I asked the question as well, like how they're all handling fussy eaters. And, you know, some people said, give them the meal that you know they're more likely to eat at dinner time when they're sort yeah. of the most tired and give them the, the the other meal for lunch that, you know, if they're around for lunch. Um you know, that the, the trickier meal, give it to them mm. earlier in the day. Um, some said sort of cutting out snacks nearing that dinner time mark, which kind of makes sense. Um, and, you know, as someone actually mentioned, look, my job is to make the dinner and her job is to decide if she wants to eat it or not. And if she doesn't yeah. eat it, that's it. 
going to bed. That's kind of where um, I'm at. I've moved there. Yeah. So I was definitely, yeah, yeah. I was definitely the mum that would, if he, if Tom said no to the first meal I presented, I'd be like, no worries, darling. Let me find something else to give to you. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, my view is probably if it's, if I've given him something and he's like, I don't like it or whatever he says, yeah. and I know he's eaten it happily previously, I go, sorry, yeah. buddy, that's what you've got. If I'm, yeah, yeah giving him something that maybe is a bit <laughs> foreign or fancy or whatever and he hasn't done it before, then I might be likely to be like, well, here's a yoghurt pouch or, yes, you can have a bowl of wheat bits yeah. for dinner tonight. Um, but yes. I'm definitely trying to get him to a point where, sorry, this is your dinner because I certainly came from a household where you eat everything on your plate and you're not leaving the table yeah. until you've finished everything there. So I'm yes. feeling like he's getting closer to an age where he understands that. And he's just like every other mm-hmm. toddler. I can see a vegetable hidden under that piece of meat and I refuse to eat it. If he can see a vegetable, even though I know he likes it, he won't He won't eat it. Mm-hmm. We're going through that phase. Are you, yes. is Noah uh, yes. a fan of vegetables or is he doing the same? Oh, you know, it's always like we'd have to hide, well, I'll hide it in yeah. the food and even then he's, it, but literally even just earlier we had lunch, we gave him lunch. Now the the meal that he didn't eat last night for dinner that I was literally going stir crazy over and Jules is just like, I think you need to leave the room, like just, just relax. And I'm like, you don't understand, this grinds my gears. It's literally like fingers on a chalkboard. Because similarly, I came from a household where there's no excuses. You sit down, you finish what's on your plate. And I'm like, how do we get there? Like I need to. And so similarly, I'm now, I've stopped offering him multiples. Um, But yeah. And so I I, I lost it. But anyway, so he didn't end up eating what he, what he um, was offered for dinner last night. So I thought, okay, well, I'll warm it up for dinner, uh, for lunch today. And he did eat it, but he ate it because I said, we're turning on Peppa Pig. Yeah. He's just going to eat this for yeah. mum and I'm going to distract, distract, distract. Yeah. Just open your mouth, open your mouth. And he, then he shoveled it down. So, That's but a yeah, great, no, it is a great hack. Like, we do that too. No, we do that too. It's, yeah. It's not, <laughs> not ideal for like a regular, you know, thing, but you know, when you're just desperate. Yeah. Um, so last night he didn't eat his dinner. He had his, well, he had his milk. He wanted crackers with Vegemite. None of that. Yeah. Charlie got to have crackers with Vegemite because yeah. Charlie ate his dinner. Mm. And so, and I, I also wonder now that there's the two of them, they watch each other, mm. um, you know, hopefully over time Noah will start going, oh, well, mm. you know, I, I have to eat. Look how Charlie's eating and getting the dessert or whatever it looks like and I'm not getting that. I'm just trying every. It's funny you say that. So I had parent-teacher interviews yesterday with our childcare oh. centre. And one of the questions I asked was around food because Mm. it is such a a battle every night. I said, so how is Tom at lunchtime? And she said he's the first one that sits down at the table with his fork (laughs) ready and will, yeah, happily demolish. I said, is there obvious vegetables in the meal? And she said, yes. So, you know, talking about Mm. Nora and Charlie watching each other and childcare, them all watching each other. They, you know, if the other one does it, well, they're all doing it with food. Glad Tommy likes his food there and at least I know he's getting a good meal. But she also said the thing we know about Tom is if he's hungry, he will ask for more. So that kind of gave me confidence too that, yeah, if I'm refusing meals at night time, he has yes. the vocab, the ability to tell me that he's hungry or he's yes. not. So, yep. yeah, some yeah, yeah. interesting insights just on the food thing. Yeah. So I think Isn't we're just it in this. It's so normal as, you know, all the listeners have said. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's interesting. When I did a little bit of research on this, they actually say that it's part of the child's development. Mm. Um, it's a way of exploring their environment and asserting their independence. Yeah. And it also is because um, children's appetites do go up and down depending on how they're growing and, and how active they were that day, et cetera. So similar to you, Liv, I'm like, you know what, if he's hungry, he's going to say it. Yeah. Um, and if he's not, then he's probably eaten enough for the day. And, you know, I'm not, yeah, I just can't do the whole multiple, mm. particularly when there's two of them that are close in age, like this whole yeah. trying to give different options for me it's and my patience levels yeah. it's just not feasible so <laughs> we'll just keep yeah. at it shout out to my sister-in-law on this one she so her kids are a little bit older she introduced the party plate um which is you know you can either encourage snacks if your child is a snacker or not have snacks around dinner time anyway she did introduce a party plate at about five o'clock every day and the party plate sounds pretty exciting to a parent but to a kid you know she had capsicum she had carrot she had a little bit of meat she had cheese she might have had some crackers and that became the way that she could make sure that she was getting um yeah some really good food and nutrients into her kids and really celebrated it and made it fun and you know it is called a party plate so the kids got excited about it because it's a party plate um Mm. and that really worked well in their household so I think once Mm. the boys are a little bit older and uh, Paula was probably using that when her kids were say four plus maybe even five plus so um i will definitely be using that as a hack i think to make sure i can get some good food uh when they're not piffing every vegetable at me (laughs) that's a great one and what's going to be funny is like i was just reflecting as we were talking on the fact that we're going to be complaining when they're like teenagers that they're eating us out of the house exactly We're going to have like Costco memberships and everything because it's just like that. We just can't be enough food <laughs> to fill these children up. Oh, like, isn't it? Just the parenting journey is just hysterical, God, honestly. God. Like, we'll look back at this and go, remember when they didn't eat? You know, like that wasn't too bad, was it? Oh, dear. <laughs> Deary me. I want to, um, I want to finish on a, a bit of a funny note. So let's talk about some of our kids' common phrases. And um, I know in our household, one of the funniest things is when Noah literally will pick up like a pencil and pretend it's a, a phone and like he's talking on the phone and he'll be like, oh my God, really? No way. Oh my God. What? What? And I'm like, Noah, who are you talking to? He's like, shh, mum, I'm on the phone. Oh my God, really? <laughs> and you think, where did you learn that, honey? Have you been? <laughs> Is that really what I sound like? Do I really say that? Literally, though. Literally. What about you, Liv? Does anything come to mind around oh, quirkiness? God, there's probably a few things, but probably something that's happened in this last week is does anyone know that show giggle and hoot i personally can't stand it i never have liked it ever it's on abc kids anyway tommy hasn't watched it because i see it and turn it off but maybe he subtly picked up on that because he was watching it during the week and he's like mum it's a bit weird and i just thought He's so my child. Honey, you are so right. This show is a bit weird. <laughs> I've got a real chuckle I haven't out of seen that. that one. Oh, it's a bit weird. <laughs> Just don't go there. <laughs> Oh my gosh, oh, bless their socks. Dear. No, they're but, gorgeous, um, aren't they? Funny things they oh, say. Honestly. I need to start writing them down. I feel like it's something that, yeah, yes, you'll want I to reflect am. on in time um, yes. and have a bit of a chuckle at. <laughs> 
Oh, totally. I bought these diaries um, that I wanted to, you know, record milestones in and I just feels like the worst parent in the world because I haven't written many down at all. And I sit there going, I need to like literally put time in my diary to ensure that I'm making note of these things. Yeah. Like, are you good with recording milestones and things like that? I am in the first year. I really try and yeah. do the month on month. I've really made a commitment. Yeah. I might do it a month after I meant to, but I do get it done. But I'm terrible at just the day-to-day stuff that I just want to treasure and keep and remember forever because I can't even remember what I had for breakfast, let alone a funny thing that Thomas said. So, um, yeah, I've got to get in a better habit of that because, yeah, I love even now going – mum was great keeping a baby book for me and there's nothing I love more than going back Mm. and, yeah, looking through all the photos and the comments and the stories Mm. and – um, yeah, different memories that are important to keep. So, yeah. yeah, it's a good thing to do. It is really special. Well, thanks, everyone, again, for all of your input in today's episode. And, yeah, it was good to just have a lighthearted chuckle about where we're at in our parenting journey and what our little ones are up to. Thank and, you for normalising you know, my experience. <laughs> <laughs> and Maggie will um, just just stay by your phone, darling, because we'll be looking to uh, hit you Give up. Give us soon. a call, Maggie. Uh, I think she's got a podcast of her own because I have certainly listened yeah. to quite a few. But I'm sure yeah. we could uh, get her on and just have a bit of a chuckle, yeah. and she can share all yes. of her uh, learnings. It's a great book. I think yeah. I mentioned it before. Mothering our boys for any mums or boys out there, highly recommend. Thanks, Liv. We'll speak soon. See ya. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave us a review and give us five stars if you're feeling fancy. Want to be part of the Parenthood community? Join our Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at Parenthood Pod. Now I'll let you get back to the organised chaos. Until next time. Tommy, you have to be very quiet for mummy, please. Okay. Let's go.